On today's Money with Friends, the SEC, in a rare move, is investigating 403B plans. Those are plans teachers and others use for retirement. What's up with this? We'll explain everything with help from our thought leader, Chelsea Brennan from Smart Money Mamas, on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to Money with Friends, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement just outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. I'm Chelsea Brennan, coming to you from Stores, Connecticut. And together, Chelsea and I are not only going to read a piece ripped from the financial press, today's uh, piece comes to us from Investment News, but we're also going to share thoughts with them about them so that you can make better money moves in the future. Today's uh, show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Only Tiller Money automatically keeps your finances up to date so you can easily track everything in one place. We'll talk about Tiller a little bit later, but if you want to kick the tires, you'll get uh, a month free. And for 20% off, you can use our link, stackybenjamins.com forward slash tiller, and you'll get 20% off. So thanks to everybody who's used our link. And we hope we, that helps you out a little bit if you're going to use it. Chelsea Brennan's here. I was so surprised that we were able to get you here for a couple days worth of shows because you've got a big summit coming up, Chelsea. What's that all about? I do. So the Mama's Talk Money Summit is a place where we're going to talk about all different areas of personal finance uh, directly from expert women in the space to moms um, and build a great community. We have, um, like I said, over 40 speakers from Tiffany Liche from The Budgetista to Aaron Chase from $5 Dinners and just a whole host of great people. Yeah. Too bad you've got nothing going on right now. No, nothing. And, and that starts, by the way, October 21st. Did you say that? October 21st. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be great. And uh, we'll talk about it again here at the end of the show. But today we're talking about teach. Why is it that teachers out of everybody, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. Why is it that teachers of everybody have the worst options by and large for re- their retirement? The worst. I don't know why it doesn't have the same regulations as 401ks, why it hasn't been watched as closely, but it is just, it's awful. Yeah. Well, maybe it's going to get better. We'll see in just a second uh, on this piece, but let's start off by seeing who's going to help us kick off today's show. We'll supply the coffee and they will supply the headlines. That's why I watch Money with Friends. This piece comes to us from Investment News. This is a uh, industry rag for financial advisors uh, that I keep up with fairly often. Uh, Greg Iacurci writes there and he writes this piece. Uh, The headline is SEC probing compensation sales practices and 403b plans for school districts Uh, the securities and exchange commission appears to be launching a broad investigation of compensation and sales practices in defined contribution plans for school district by the way everybody defined contribution means you're putting the money in so when you have money taken out of your paycheck that's a defined contribution plan a defined benefit plan is what we talked about yesterday ge has a pension you're not really putting money in uh, GE's putting it in for you, but you you know how much you're getting out, not really what you're putting in. So that's a defined contribution plan. All right. Uh, in a typical move that targets a segment of the market frequently lambasted, like we just did, for high fees and deceptive practices aimed at winning the business of plan participants. Regional offices of the Fed- Federal Regulatory Agency have issued requests for documents and information to several third-party administrators and affiliates, including broker-dealers, registered investment advisors that work with 403B and 457 plans, which are retirement plans available through nonprofit organization. 
organizations. The staff of the United States Securities and Exchange Commission is conducting an investigation to determine if violations of the federal securities law have occurred, according to one request issued by the Division of Enforcement at the SEC's San Francisco Regional Office, a redacted version of which was viewed by Investment News. Attorneys who have viewed such requests say they pertain to producing TPAs, which provide brokerage services or investment advice in addition to retirement plan administration. The SEC would have jurisdiction over such firms because of their affiliation with securities licensed entities. The SEC requests focus on firms catering to school districts whose plans aren't subject to the Employee Retirement Income Securities Act of 1974, a federal retirement law that sets minimum governance standards. By the way, we often call that ERISA. Uh, laws. This is unusual. This is the first time I've seen the SEC engage in this type of activity. Bob Toth, an attorney at Retirement Law Group, said of the investigations into 403B and 457 plans. Mr. Toth, who's familiar with at least two such requests from different SEC regional offices, said the letters look like a typical sweep the SEC might conduct of broker-dealers around their compensation practices and arrangements and how they're disclosed. In the letter viewed by Investment News, the SEC refers to its investigation as a non-public fact-finding inquiry. The agency asks for information from the January 1, 2017 to the present. That, to me, signals a sweep, Jason Roberts, CEO of the Pension Resource Institute, a compliance consulting firm, said of the SEC's language. Judith Burns, an SEC spokesman, declined to comment. The New York Department of Financial Services also released, recently launched an investigation into 403B plan costs and sales tactics. Last Tuesday, the state regulator issued requests to several insurance companies seeking information on their policies and procedures around 403B fees and how the retirement programs are being marketed to school teachers. Defined contribution plans available to teachers, especially those teaching kindergarten through 12th grade, have for a long time been like the Wild West, said attorney Marcia Wagner, who had not seen one of the SEC's information requests. It wouldn't surprise me that the government is trying to crack down a bit on the excess I've seen in the industry, says Mrs. Wagner, principal at the Wagner Law Group. While corporate workers save for retirement and 401k plans, which afford them a relatively high degree of protection, many teachers don't enjoy such luxuries. They save in plans such as 403bs, which are offered by public schools and tax-exempt organizations, and most of which don't fall under the purview of ERISA. Yeah, we can we we can actually stop there if you want, Chelsea. Sounds good. Yeah, because it's about time. (laughs) Start looking into this. Well, that's funny. Marsha Wagner here said, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise her that they might be looking into the excesses. Were you surprised when I said, hey, we're covering this today? I was only surprised that they're actually finally looking into it. Not that, <laughs> not that it needs to be investigated for sure. Right. I think the worst kept secret on earth is that teachers are largely being screwed over when it comes here. Did, 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 can you explain at all? I mean, I have my own opinion about how this came about and, and, and why teachers' retirement programs are bad. But do you know anything about that? I know very little about how it came about and why it wasn't included in ERISA, besides the fact that like a lot of them didn't used to have that. It was just pensions. There wasn't 403B. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the timing if that came post ERISA and now they don't have the oversight. Um, But it got so bad, I think, partially because there's so many providers. There's not a good way for teachers to research that plans. And there's very, very little education to the point that almost feels a little predatory of they'll come in and say, like, here's your plans. 
we can actually have someone help you with that. Would you rather we just do that instead of explaining that like, hey, if you choose that option, you're going to pay a whole lot more in fees and you're not going to have as much control over what you're investing in. Yeah. The, but, you know, my understanding is, is that, you know, these being largely nonprofits or uh, or being um, uh, uh, government entities, there really isn't money in the budget to run a program like a big 401k plan. Uh, mm-hmm. 401k plans are very expensive to administer. And so the schools largely, I believe, I mean, this was a matter of necessity, just said, hey, we want teachers to be able to participate. We don't have the money to do it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to allow these providers to come in and and they'll give teachers uh, uh, options. And I believe initially what they thought was because they were offering competition, that that would keep costs low. Yeah, that has not happened <laughs> largely. I mean, w- w- when I used to look when I was a financial planner and I'd look at the different options that a teacher had, first of all, if you go to work for GE, who you and I talked about yesterday, you have one plan and you have yep. X number of options with teachers now because of, quote, competition. The teachers I worked with, Chelsea, often are choosing between eight or nine different plans before they even start looking at the options. Yeah, they and they aren't really given a lot of good information on what the difference is, right? Um, and I think at some points, new teachers, especially young teachers, as much as they have seven or eight different options, whoever's presenting them to them, at least other teachers in the district, are like, this is who everyone uses, right? And they just kind of go with whatever the recommendation is because it's too overwhelming. It's too overwhelming yeah. to look at eight different options. Yeah, we, we do the show live in, uh, with a Facebook audience. We got several people hanging out here with us. We've got Kelly hanging out with us. Mike's hanging out with us. Uh, Kathy's here. Kevin's here. Hey, guys, uh, quite a few. Ron's here. Claudia's here. Uh, thanks for hanging out. If you want to hang out with us, by the way, while we make the show, head to uh, facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. That's the Stacking Benjamins Facebook page. And you can contribute like Mike is here. Mike said, the sad, says, uh, the sad thing with teachers, they're given an archaic website to do, quote, research on which program they could pick. It's a big mess. I've seen these. You've seen these. Uh, they largely send you to um, sales material presented by these different companies, which means they're all going to look awesome, Chelsea. Yeah, they're not. There's not a good breakdown of what the difference is even already. They all look good. Yeah. So it's just at that point we just pick somebody. Well, you said you've had family members, right, that, that you've helped sort out oh, this boy. stuff. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, my sister-in-law, she wouldn't mind me telling this story. Um, when we talked about it a few years ago, she's a middle school science teacher, um, and we were talking about retirement plans, and she's like, I actually don't know what I have. Like, I signed up for something when I joined. I don't know what my password is. I'll figure it out. So because she, she showed me her pay statement. I'm like, you're paying into a bunch of different plans here. <laughs> like, we should figure this out. Um, and when we finally got in, she was like, she's she's my age. So she's like 29 at the time. And she was in 40% annuities. She was paying someone to manage the assets. She it was like 40% annuities, 30% debt, and then like 20% equities, which is just a crazy asset allocation to begin with. And then her fees were enormous. And then unraveling it was a mess. Like we had to like, she had to write a, a letter to have it removed from the from the management plan. And it's just like, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mike says I don't think annuities are needed any longer. They already have a pension. Let's let's stop talking about the problem. The SEC hopefully is going to help us solve the problem. But instead of waiting for them, let's talk about what somebody with a four fifty seven or four hundred three b maybe needs to know. First of all, this idea of annuity. The reason why a lot of companies, I believe, initially went with annuities is because a lot of those fees you pay in annuities 
uh, are administrative fees. And so even though you don't need an annuity inside of a plan, th- that made it easier for the company, whether it's Fidelity or whoever, to create the plan. But if, but I believe if there are uh, funds available that are not annuities, you should probably look at those first because the fees are going to be lower. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think a lot of these plans do have, sometimes you have to dig a little bit, but a lot of them do have index fund options. Um, so looking there first. Yeah, I like I like that as well. And it isn't necessarily the, the option, the plan that has the most options. I think sometimes people look at just the list. If you look at the list, you might have a big old list of a bunch of crappy options. Like I think it's digging into websites like Morningstar. Uh, Morningstar is a great third-party website. They'll give you uh, a ranking system of how uh, your fund compares to others. That's one place I'd look. You got any other any other places you'd help people look? I think Morningstar is just they're the they're the baseline, right? They're always going to pull the most recent information on fees and performance. I think that's probably the best place to go. Yeah, and then the other thing is, if your school district doesn't have a plan that you think is acceptable, uh, you can petition your school district for a new plan. I'm not sure if you can do that with a government entity like a 457 plan or if you work at a hospital, but I know in some cases when I had clients that had just horrible options, if they got X number of teachers together, different every school district was different. They got X number of school districts together and said, we want Vanguard as an example. Um, yep. uh, they can, you can get together and hopefully get an option that's better. That's a great point. Uh, uh, anything else you want to talk about here before we get to the big idea? I think uh, the last thing I want to talk about here is just like 403B, any investment thing you're signing up for, anything you're signing, make sure you understand it first. And if someone's trying to avoid explaining it to you or just throw a bunch of paperwork at you, um, take a step back um, because yeah. it's harder to untangle it than it is to figure it out in the first place. Especially with a lot of the annuity plans because those sometimes have heavy fees on the back end if you try to get yep. back out. Yeah, yep. very ugly. Great advice. In just a second, Chelsea and I are going to have our takeaways for today's show. But while Chelsea's thinking about what her big takeaway is going to be. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about tiller money because it's the way that I manage my money. I, I use tiller two ways. You know, a lot of people use an app like Mint. I like Mint because it helps you track your expenses. And for people that don't know Mint, it's an app that you can get on your phone, been around forever, and you can track how you spend money. But setting up a budget on Mint, meaning looking at how I'm going to spend money in the future, not quite as easy. With tiller, I can actually do both and I can do it however I like. If there's a part of tiller I don't like because it's based on a spreadsheet, I can just get rid of it in the spreadsheet. If I want more, I can have more. If I want less, I can have less. So A, all of my expenses download directly to tiller. And then B, I can set up my budget for next month. And as I hit different barriers in that budget, I can can either change that and say, no, I think I want more money available for going out to movies. No, that's probably not the best. Probably not the best thing. Uh, uh, I know exactly when I hit my different budget categories and I know how to change them in the future. By the way, there's a bunch of different templates at Tiller. So the way I use Tiller and the way you use Tiller can be totally different. So for 20% off and you can kick the tires for a month for free, use our link. That's stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller, T-I-L-L-E-R. All right, Chelsea, big takeaway about uh, 403Bs and the SEC. I think my big takeaway is that this is just another step in improving transparency and getting some better 
better options and lower fees for investors as a whole. I think as we've seen more, you know, more low fee index fund offers, as we've seen more push and transparency around 401k fees and a lot of 401k fees starting to, to creep down, um, this is a next positive sign. And it's nice to see focus on an area that even though it's become the thing that we all complain about, uh, hadn't had a lot of attention. So that's a good thing. Um, and I think the other takeaway is what I said before of like making sure you understand what your investments are and pushing for better options if you need them. Yeah, I don't think I have another takeaway. I think I think pushing. Listen, it's great that the government's getting involved here. I usually think you know we don't, we we don't need a bunch of government intervention in everything in our life, but in this case. It is not a secret that teachers are being screwed and um, and seeing them finally take some action here is fantastic to see. But the bigger point is if you want to help yourself do what Chelsea just said, understand your investment choices, especially if you're in a 457 or 403B plan. And especially, I think, ask about these back end fees that, uh, to get out because there were times when I was a financial planner, people had monster fees and we do we would do the homework, Chelsea, to see how much money they would save in fees versus this huge hit they were going to take. And sometimes we could calculate it in a few months. They, they would get it back because of the yeah, fact wild. that, yeah, because the fee difference made so much money for them, but that's ugly. All right. Uh, you've got your big event coming up later this month. Tell everybody one more time how they can, can reach your money summit. Absolutely. So you can go to mamastalkmoney.com. That's M-A-M-A, by the way, not M-O-M-M-A. <laughs> uh, mamastalkmoney.com um, and register for free or you can reach us on, at Facebook or Instagram with the same handle. That's awesome. Well, thanks a ton for hanging out with us for a couple of days here. I really appreciate it. And I love getting your insights, as you know, all the time. It's always fun ch- talking to Chelsea Brennan. It's been awesome to be here. Thanks, Joe. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. If you're watching live or if you're watching the video, thanks to everybody who's listening, everybody who's left us a review. Thanks a ton. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. It'll be Bobby Rebell and I back. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow back here on Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. then B, I can set up my budget for next month. And as I hit different barriers in that budget, I can, uh, I can either change that and say, no, I think I want more money available for going out to movies. No, that's probably not the best. 
probably not the, probably not the best thing. Uh, uh, I know exactly when I hit my different budget categories and I know how to change them in the future. By the way, there's a bunch of different templates at Tiller. So the way I use Tiller and the way you use Tiller can be totally different. So for 20% off and you can kick the tires for a month for free, use our link. That's stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller, T-I-L-L-E-R. All right. Chelsea, big takeaway about uh, 403Bs and the SEC. I think my big takeaway is that this is just another step in improving transparency and getting some better better options and lower fees for investors as a whole. I think as we've seen more, you know, more low fee index fund offers, as we've seen more push and transparency around 401k fees and a lot of 401k fees starting to, to creep down, um, this is a next positive sign. And it's nice to see focus on an area that even though it's become the thing that we all complain about, uh, hadn't had a lot of attention. So that's a good thing. Um, and I think the other takeaway is what I said before of like making sure you understand what your investments are and pushing for better options if you need them. Yeah. I don't think I have another takeaway. I think, I think pushing, listen, it's great that the government's getting involved here. I usually think, you know, we we, we don't need a bunch of government intervention in everything in our life. But in this case, it is not a secret that teachers are being screwed and um, and seeing them finally take some action here is fantastic to see. But the bigger point is if you want to help yourself, do what Chelsea just said. Understand your investment choices, especially if you're in a 457 or 403B plan. And especially, I think, ask about these back-end fees that, uh, to get out. Because there were times when I was a financial planner, people had monster fees. And we, do, we would do the homework, Chelsea, to see how much money – they would save in fees versus this huge hit they were going to take. And sometimes we could calculate it in a few months. They, they would get it back because of the that's fact wild. that, yeah, because the fee difference made so much money for them, but that's ugly. All right. Uh, you've got your big event coming up later this month. Tell everybody one more time how they can, can reach your money summit. Absolutely. So you can go to mamastalkmoney.com. That's M-A-M-A, by the way, not M-O-M-M-A. <laughs> uh, mamastalkmoney.com um, and register for free or you can reach us on at Facebook or Instagram with the same handle. That's awesome. Well, thanks a ton for hanging out with us for a couple of days here. I really appreciate it. And I love getting your insights, as you know, all the time. It's always fun ch- talking to Chelsea Brennan. It's been awesome to be here. Thanks, Joe. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. If you're watching live or if you're watching the video, thanks to everybody who's listening, everybody who's left us a review. Thanks a ton. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. It'll be Bobby Rebell and I back. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow back here on Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.